G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Chaplains from all across Queensland are meeting together this week in a time of professional development and socialising, which will hopefully leave them refreshed and re-energised for their role within Queensland schools. Peter James is the CEO of Scripture Union Queensland, and I spoke with him today to discuss the conference, what it's all about, and also to take a look at some of the challenges that chaplains right across Australia are dealing with every day. Peter, this week you've got a whole bunch of chaplains meeting together on Queensland's Sunshine Coast. It's not just about uh, getting to see each other face to face, but it's a great opportunity for professional development, obviously. Tell us a little bit more about your annual chaplains conference. Sure. Well, I mean, it's the big one on their calendar, but we we do five professional development um, sessions with each chaplain every year, but uh, four of them are through the terms uh, in their districts. And then the fifth one is the annual conference when we get uh, chaplains from nearly 850 schools around the state, uh, all converging on the Sunshine Coast, uh, with a panel of uh, speakers and a whole range of electives. With uh, just, with, I guess, with the object of giving people a chance to recharge a little bit, but also to be equipped uh, for service back in their schools and communities. Well, the Sunshine Coast is a really hard place for chaplains to recharge. Oh, it, the weather today, and I'm sure the rest of this week is outstanding and there's a real carnival atmosphere here at uh, Alexandra Headlands as people are arriving from, oh, some of them have been, uh, you know, had nine-hour drives to get to the airport uh, in uh, far western and northern Queensland uh, and they're, they're all pumped. This conference in itself, as you say, it brings people from all over Queensland into one place at one time, doesn't it? That's right, yeah. So, and, and that, that's been a growing thing, of course, with Chaplaincy has moved from... I guess, uh, you know, 10 years ago we would have had about 200 chaplains or uh, in 200 schools rather, uh, to the point now where we're in nearly 850 schools around the state. Uh, and we also do the chaplaincy for the Australian Capital Territory. So we, we fly up the team from down there and uh, we all get together. It's just great for people to, um, not just the formal sessions with training, but I think the informal times where chaplains get to talk about the things that they face in the day-to-day work and uh, share with each other and support each other and pray with each other and um, uh, just go back to their communities with new ideas but also refreshed and renewed. Is that one of the most important things about having a conference this big? As you said, yeah, you do other professional development opportunities throughout the year with your chaplains in their school districts, but when you get them all together in one place at one time, do you find that's one of the, the biggest things about having done it that way is that they get a chance to bounce ideas off of chaplains in other school districts? I think so. And we try and facilitate that a bit. I I guess one of the things about getting uh, as many together in one spot is that we can can get uh, some really outstanding speakers to come. So I think we get enough critical mass to do that. And sometimes with the uh, PD days through the term, uh, even though we get great speakers, we can really get uh, national and even international speakers along to the to the large conference, which is uh, a great advantage. But but I think too, uh, one of the challenges I issue to the chaplains is to throughout the course of the week. Um, 
try and meet someone from uh, five different areas you wouldn't have even thought of. Uh, you know, if you're a city slicker, try and catch up with someone in a rural or remote community and just um, informally get together and what is it like to be a chaplain out there where uh, your nearest neighbour's 400 kilometres away, where you've got, you know, six kids at a school and they're all travelling two hours to, to get to and from school every day? What's that like? And how do you get a sense of community? How do you build up young people in that context? Well, Peter, tell us a little bit more about the conference that's happening this week. What are some of the key areas that you're going to be looking at with your chaplains for professional development? Because that's quite often one of the criticisms that we hear from the secular community is that chaplains, all they're there is to evangelise and they're not formally trained and there's nothing of that sort of thing. But obviously we know that's completely untrue. Well, it is untrue and and it's been untrue all along and yet it's uh, something that's uh, you know repeated all the time by people who really don't want to know uh, what the true situation is. But cha- chaplaincy is not counselling, um, and we, we never pretend that it is counselling. We don't even want it to be counselling. So once a child needs counselling, we're talking about a form of um, therapeutic intervention that is necessary and valuable. But what chaplains do is deal with children uh, way before it gets to that point. Um, so it's a little bit like an analogy between... It's like saying that we don't need ambulance officers because we've got doctors. They just do different things. And um, the chaplains are kind of doing the emotional and social uh, support, the sort of first aid in the playground. Uh, the counsellors are doing therapeutic uh, case management, and, and it's great. We celebrate that stuff as well. But what we do find with chaplains is that they, um, they get to build relationships because they have the time, and in fact it's their job to have the time, to build relationships of trust with children to be there to celebrate the good stuff with them, but also to be there to help them through the bad stuff. And if that means they need referral, then um, all of our chaplains are trained in identifying mental health issues, not to become um, the people who treat those issues, but so that they can identify them and refer them to professional counselling where that's needed. So it's a complementary thing, but it's also a very powerful tool because... The chaplains are, are there in the playground. Um, they're people with space and time. But also the model that we have is one of real love and support. Um, the chaplains are there to, um, to really be a trusted person in the lives of these kids. And there are literally hundreds of kids across the state every year who tell us that they would only still be here uh, because, and they can only still get through their school because their chaplain is there to support them. So what about this week? What are some of the key areas that you're going to be focusing on for the training with the chaplains? Sure. So part of it is uh, ensuring the chaplains are able to cope with the job themselves because it's a draining job. You're dealing with uh, kids and families in crisis. You're dealing with tragedy and, and, and that takes a toll. So part of what we do is to ensure that chaplains... Um, are equipped to be able to deal with that stuff, um, not just how to deal with the child in that situation, but how to keep a sense of uh, emotional resilience yourself in that situation. So we have um, some sessions about self-care and, and, and how to um, make sure that you're connected and well-supported yourself because you're no good to anybody if, you, um, if, you, if you're unable to cope with some of these um, situations. But most of the programs and electives that we have are things about you know, social and emotional competencies, how to deal with uh, or how to integrate what we do with the, uh, the school's own approaches to wellbeing. We've been doing a lot of work in relation to uh, wellbeing, which is something that EQ's been focusing on, and chaplains play a key part in that kind of thing. 
Uh, we have sessions on crisis intervention for schools and communities. We have sessions on mental health issues facing young people. We have issues on how to deal with grief and loss uh, on an individual level, but also on a community basis. Um, and then, of course, the part of the role of a chaplain is um, to, to deal with spiritual issues when they crop up. So we have um, some training on um, what, are, what is the spiritual journey of a child and, and uh, what sort of questions do kids ask themselves, uh, you know, in those uh, quiet times if there are any in a child's life where they're asking the big questions about life. How, do the, how does a chaplain deal with that in a, a way that's respectful and supportive? What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that any of the chaplains right across the country are likely to be facing? Obviously, as the CEO of Scripture Union Queensland, you'll be engaged with some of the other chaplaincy providers across Australia and be able to hear some of the success stories and some of the challenges that they're facing. So what do you think are the biggest challenges that chaplains are likely to face in the next 12 months? Look, I think children are the same as they always have, but the issues that they face are changing. The way in which a child is, you know, life is crowded and busy, and we see uh, children and families who are just not coping with that. Um, you know, that nearly, nearly every child has far more on in their lives than, than we as children had to, to put up with. And um, that, you'll see the statistics coming through in, in things like anxiety. There's a, it's an epidemic of anxiety, um, both boys and girls, but um, the statistics on that are frightening. And um, just having a... Uh, a person who the child can unpack with, what, what are they anxious about? What's worrying them and why? And what might some coping strategies be? So anxiety is a big one, and I think uh, all our chaplains are dealing with that in increasing amounts uh, because of the pressure that this world brings to bear on children and families. Um, depression is another, and, and they're, they're, they're linked. Um, there's an epidemic of, of anxiety and depression. In fact, I think in 2006, um, anxiety overtook um, asthma as the leading health issue for girls aged 14 in our society. So it, it's a, a massive issue and, and, and chaplains are integral uh, to the solution, just being able to sit down in a quiet space and, and just reflect with, with somebody who's trained to do that. Uh, is an important part of it. And so we see that across the nation with um, not just ourselves, but other providers. Well, just finally, Peter, an, an interesting article I picked up on recently about uh, the face of chaplaincy in Queensland itself through SU was that one of your metropolitan high schools, the Sunnybank State High School in Brisbane, has actually had to cut their chaplaincy service back from five days to four days due to a lack of funding. Now, I didn't realise that it was one of the metropolitan schools, like this one here, Sunnybank, that had some of the first SU Queensland chaplains in the state. What has actually led to them having to cut back the number of days? Is it just a, a community thing, not realising or understanding the need for chaplaincy, or is it just the changing face of chaplaincy and not being able to access as much outside funding from the community? Well, um, there's, there's really three sources of funding for chaplains. The, there's the, the community themselves do some fundraising and put their own skin in the game. So communities, you know, a chaplain is only in a school because the school wants them there. The school community has said, we want a chaplain. And that, that's a, every year, every school goes through that process of deciding. Um, and most school communities overwhelmingly um, not only just say they want a chaplain, but they also go to lengths to do some fundraising to make sure the chaplain is, uh, is there on enough days to be a really useful service. Um, the second source of funding is the federal funding, and not all schools have federal funding. Um, you know, the large number of them do, 
but the federal funding has been the same since 2007. Uh, so, in, in fact, it doesn't it, it doesn't pay the cost of two days of chaplaincy anymore. So, even a two day chaplaincy will need some community funds to make it up to a full day two day chaplaincy. Um, so, so I think what probably uh, is reflected at Sunnybank is that you know there's people doing it tough out there. There's been a a lot of uncertainty in the market and employment, and um, and it's just harder to uh, for people to commit the funds sometimes. So. Um, people are, are very keen on having their chaplain. We're not seeing a decline in demand for chaplaincy. It's just uh, the community uh, in some sections are doing it tough and uh, and are working really hard to try and raise the funds to keep their chaplain for as long as they can. Well, it's an issue that obviously is going to be uh, talked about this week at the state conference for the SU Queensland chaplains. I'm sure that is just one of many, including uh, post-flood and disaster relief coping mechanisms and much, much more. Peter James, thanks very much for giving us a little bit of an insight into just some of the professional development that our school chaplains right across the country do actually go through. My Pleasure. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.